This is Phaser Speaks, allowing love and light to transform your life. And you're tuning into the Queen I Am series. It is my social obligation to create change that make mountains move. Hi, y'all. How you doing out there? But before we get into it, can we just have a word of prayer, please? Dear God, thank you for the opportunity and the anointing for your appointment to share your message. Help me, sweet Jesus, to be transparent, deliberate, and encouraging. Lord, if there's anything in my spirit that is not of you, I ask that you decrease me and increase your spirit. So this message will not go on deaf ears, but will reach the very depths of the broken spirit to men, heal, and reveal your everlasting love and power. God, just have your way and give your daughters their rightful place at the throne of grace. So give them the motivation to dust off their crowns and take their place as queens, believing and receiving your message today. Amen. Hi, hi my sister friends out there. Well, we're going to start in Matthew verses 17 to 20. And today's message, if I had to entitle it, I would say, let it go. Just let it go. Tell your 12-year-old self that we have to live like frozen and let it go. So we're going to start with uh, verse 17, and then I'm going to probably jump down. Neither do men put wine, put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles will break, and the wine runneth out, and the wine bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and they're both preserved. 18. While he, spoke, while he spake of these things unto men, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay your hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman, which was diseased with the issue of blood twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, If I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. 22. But Jesus turned himself around, and he saw her, and he said, My daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And then Jesus went back to the house. I'm skipping a bit. And um, while they were in the house, he saw a bunch of people. And he had to tell the people to go because the maiden told her that, you know, you know, they were laughing and joking around to the 12-year-old girl because she was dead at, in the mindset of the people who were gathered in the house. And God said, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. Hmm. But when the people were put forth, when Jesus made them go back in somewhere else into another room, he took her by the hand and the maid rose. He took the 12-year-old girl by the hand and she was revived. She came back to life. So many of you have probably heard the story of the woman with the issue of the blood and how she kept this problem for 12 years 
and when she touched Jesus, her faith made her whole. However, at the same time, of course, he was on his way because this man's 12-year-old daughter was dying. And there was something significant about the age of 12, the number 12. So I wanted to look at the 12-year-old young girl. And um, I remember when I was 12. And I remember the fearlessness and the love and the joy and the creativity and the imagination. Oh my goodness, the imagination that I had. And the stories that I would be able to tell, you know, were incredible. In fact, I remember when I first got my friend or my lady cycle. It was during a serious time, and I'll never forget when it happened, because it was the night that Michael Jackson won six Grammys for Thriller. And though I was celebrating, because I was a huge, still am a huge Michael Jackson fan, I was very much, I'm talking about his music, y'all, I was very much in pain. I thought I was dying. So I decided to write a letter to my parents explaining that, it's over now and that the little girl is dying because I was bleeding and I was so embarrassed I didn't want to tell my mom and dad because I know what that meant when I tell my parents the whole house and even my country folk back in South Carolina will even know about my friend coming on but um that wasn't the only thing that was changing. It was my body that was changing. And I was, you know, um, as my dance teacher would call it, growing mosquito bites. And those mosquito bites will really hurt, if you know what I mean, meaning my bosom. And I was not ready for all these changes that was happening physically. And things were coming in as things were going out of the body, meaning that the stomach that was little chubby and flabby was now defining itself, which made my hips, you know, have a show, so a, show some curves. My mosquito bites were still growing, but they were there. Now, although my cycle came on that day, that night, when Michael Jackson won all his Grammys, it went off and didn't come back again until I was 14. But, um, and trust me, I'm grateful for that. And everything was fine. It just happened sometimes. My body was saying, wait a minute, it's time to let her become a woman. And they said, let me give her a couple more years. And God knew exactly what he was doing. Because I was not ready to handle that. Okay? Ladies, and you know what all that means. So, um, my whole house, of course, knew. Just like I said, some family members down south knew. But, um... It was embarrassing. And not only was it embarrassing, but it was awkward. The beginning of puberty is so awkward. When my son hit puberty, his voice started changing. So in one minute, he was sounding like a prince in his highest vocal falsetto voice. And the next minute, he was sounding like Barry White. And he could not say a full or have a full conversation with you without going in and out, in and out with this voice change. And it was pretty crazy for not only us to listen to, but it was crazy for him to experience as well because he didn't want this change because it made him stand out more. You Maybe he was blossoming more with his voice than his friends in his class. But anyway, I digress. 
getting back to my 12-year-old self, full of possibilities, full of promise. And although my body was changing, my mindset was still that very imaginative, innocent young lady who was just enjoying life. And um, I started listening to Salt and Pepper. And uh, Neon Green was out big time. And my backside grew enormously. But I didn't know that. I know they were making jokes about it and stuff, but I didn't know that. I didn't understand what that meant to me as a young girl moving forward physically. Mentally, I was still very innocent and very clueless about the body and how it works. And so anyway... Uh, I got a pair of the neon green pants shorts and I love those shorts because it was cool neon colors were so in and I wanted everything neon in fact I believe I had a neon bow and the lace cut out hand for Madonna gloves I wore them both so it was like neon green, hot pink. I was so cool with the neon colors until this grown man saw me walking down the street with my friend. And he said, girl, you got a bright future behind you. And see, that's the unfortunate part about young ladies' bodies fully developing when they're between 12 and 13. And nowadays, I guess with the food and the hormones, girls are starting to blossom even at 9 and receiving their friend much earlier. And I, I fear for them because they're easy prey for the opposite sex and for several other reasons as well. Now, this gets scary because if a young lady that has a very healthy, protected, celebrated childhood, meaning if she's enjoying being 12, and she doesn't really care about her peers' opinions, her chances are a little bit better staying clear of predators because she knows how to, to, you know, stay clear of them. On the other hand, if a young lady has very low self-esteem, and she and her parents or guardians don't have a healthy relationship, and she's just seeking love and attention out there. She can get love from a stranger and doesn't know how to properly vet out those spiritual leeches that suck out all the joy and self-confidence that she could have and respect that she would have had for herself, which leads to a very crippling beginning growing into adulthood, especially from a spiritual standpoint. And we have to really be vigilant and protecting our young ladies and the things that they may encounter, especially when it comes to predators. And, you know, the enemy is real. He seeks to kill and destroy you. So it's important that we take that information and pass it along to our young ladies. Do you know that... Many cultures, you know, acknowledge this physical transition in young ladies and they take it very serious and they call it the rites of passage. And in Africa, several young girls go through rites of passage, depending upon which village and tribe um, they're raised in. And in the Jewish culture, you know, they go through a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah for the young ladies and the men. And it's unfortunate that we are getting so caught up in 
pop culture and today's values that we leave that or we leave out that part, which is very valuable. I was fortunate enough to work at a school that honored that rites of passage and um, we celebrated those different changes, but also gave them important mental and spiritual tools that they need to keep those predators at bay. Now, there is a physical experience that a young lady experiences, but then there's an emotional one. And this emotional one can dictate that young woman's whole perspective of how she views herself in a relationship and understanding who she is and how she relates to the opposite sex or to authority. And I strongly believe that the rites of passage having an open and direct and graphic conversation with our young ladies, especially since there's a gamut of, and I'm going to say it just how it is, and this is my opinion, so please don't write me, but I believe that there's a gamut of ratchet TV out there. And this ratchet TV is sensationalizing twerking and people who have passed lives as strippers. You know, they used to like keep it under wraps and it's a secret, but now people are getting famous and fortune and notoriety for, you know, having that past life. And I don't believe that being a young lady classy, a classy young lady, is out of style. And it's time to start making respecting yourself popping, as my sister would say. It's time to make holding yourself accountable, watching what you wear, making yourself not suggestive but attractive at the same time popping. Letting them know that I'm fierce, I'm concentrated, I'm focused, and protecting your heart by being a light in dark places. Let's form a new objective. Let's go back and have a conversation with our younger you about what you learned about yourself and how some changes have to be made. I had to do that same evaluation, and unfortunately, it came to me, this new revelation came to me at a very tricky and weird place in my life. I was at a professional development and we had a speaker talking about how we need to make sure that the freshman girls who are around the age between 13 and 14 need to be careful by the 12th or 11th and 12th graders that can range from 17 up to 20 in these high schools and how they can be, young ladies can be easily victimized or easy prey thinking that they are in a relationship or talking to someone. And that scared me. And it brought up this horrible feeling and this horrible memory that frightened me. And I just remember my heart palpitating so fast and me getting anxiety and I had to leave the the meeting and I immediately went into my room and I had a mirror there and I looked at myself and I started to cry I started to bawl and I was crying for my younger self I was crying for the young girl who didn't know 
that all authority is not good authority. And just because you seek attention, not all attention is positive attention. And if the adult you is blocking your blessings of love, find out where your trust issue started. Talk to your younger self. If you are a high achiever, and we have a lot of beautiful professional women of all colors and all ethnicities who are doing their thing, but they still feel like they're not good enough. I need you to ask your younger self, who put that in you? Who made that younger you feel ugly, incompetent, and not good enough? And we need to go on deeper than that. Who made you feel like your skin complexion, your hair texture, as far as your ethnicity? Who made you feel like that was wrong for being you? When God made you, and he said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. When God said you were beautiful. When God first created man and said it was very good. Who made you feel less than that? Being a woman of color, these are the issues that were passed down by, you know, my community of black folks, uh, oppressors. And because, you know, our oppressors mentally lynched our ideas of who we are as a people and as a race, we then started to pass it down in our own communities. So you have black Americans, you know, talking down to Africans or making people think that they were less than. I mean, we've had two stages or two um, eras of black folk having to recognize that being African, celebrating our history and our culture is wonderful and beautiful. We first went through the coming to America era where everybody realized, oh, we were kings and queens. And now we are in the Black Panther era where people are saying Wakanda forever when Wakanda doesn't even exist. There is a real Africa. The continent of Africa is real. And our countries in Africa are real. Shout out to Ghana. But we have to celebrate where we came from and we have to honor where where all people have come from and where we tend to want to go. When I say want to go, I mean we want to go to a place where we are all celebrated. We want to create an environment where it doesn't matter where you come from. We're all celebrated. And when people think or make you feel like your weakness is is how you were born or how God made you, that's not a real weakness. Real weaknesses have nothing to do with how God made you. I think I better say it again. Real weaknesses have nothing to do with how God made you. Real weaknesses are people who are insecure about how they feel about themselves and how they were told to view others because they want to feel more superior than you. Romans 12 Two says, do not act like the sinful people around the world. Let God change your life first. First of all, having given a new mind, then you, then you will know what God wants you to do. And the things you do will be good and pleasing and perfect. And that is from the New Living Trans- Translation. I just want you to understand that you have the power 
to change your mind when you let God in. This woman who had the issue of blood was working with this issue for 12 years. And some of us out there have been working with the same issues for even more than 12 years. And you're trying to work and function in your own strength. And that same way while our 12-year-old girl is dying on the inside because she's sick with bitterness and strife and abuse, is constantly wreaking havoc on her spirit. Let it go. Let it go, ladies, and give it to God. Let it go. Acknowledge that it exists. Heal that young girl and let it go. God says, cast all your burdens on him and he shall sustain you. He shall never let you suffer with his righteous hand. It will be moved. Remove it. Let it go. Give all your cares to the Lord. He'll give you the strength. Give it to Jesus. Don't get trapped in a box of loneliness, being stressed out and hopeless. And just when you're about to ready and to give up, before you finally recognize where your help comes from, give it to him. Most of the time, God gets our attention is through our desperation to become whole. We get desperate for something. And then when we finally look up and see Jesus, we say, oh, Abba, Father, help me, Lord. That's when we finally reach out to touch God or call out to him. Let's get back to the word. Because for she said within herself, if I may. Just touch the hem of his garment. I shall be made whole. Stop hearing the voices that are going to break you and hold you back. And start holding on to the spirit of God. This is our bow down moment where we are trading tears for tiaras, stories of overcoming. It's time to be celebrated. Whether it's someone in pop culture, family, sister friends, or even strangers, we honor you. I want to honor someone who I briefly met, and forgive me, I cannot remember her name. So I'm just going to call her Lady with the Cane. And I helped her up because we just got finished presenting something. And she thoroughly enjoyed it. She appreciated it. And I said, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that encouragement. But what stood out for me, I said, oh, I'm so sorry you have to deal with this cane. She said, oh, I love this cane. This cane is nothing. I don't have but one hip. And I, I was just baffled by that. A ton of, you know, you know, anatomy-wise, I'm just baffled by that, how she is moving. She said, before this came, I was on a walker. And before the walker, I was in a coma for two months. Isn't this something how God can give you a testimony of others when you think that you're going through? Isn't this something when he says that, even in your pain, we can rejoice. That's beauty for ashes right there. When she could celebrate on her cane and be able to move slowly. Because she re she recognized that last year sometimes she couldn't move at all. She wasn't conscious. And God just 
thank you for giving us an opportunity to have those small testimonies where we can just remember how good you really are. And thank you for the reminders to other people's testimonies that we can celebrate and honor your power and your might and that we can't do any of this in our own strength. Ladies, I need you to remember that because of these bow down moments and understanding that these are queens out there, there are so many people out there that you can talk to and be sister friends with that will encourage your spirit just by listening to their own testimony. So take some time out of your busy lives to get to know somebody. Try to make another sister friend. Well, this is our Soul Glow Recap. And I want to ask you a few questions before we go. Are you holding on to those issues for 12 years or more? Why are you trying to do this in your own strength? I want you to revive that young girl. Make her whole again before the trauma. Bring back the memories before the trauma, before the betrayal and abuse. Revive the best parts of her. The parts that were fearless, creative, enthusiastic, and joyful. Revive those parts that of her that speak life back into you. Are you ready to let go? Reach out. Reach out and believe that Jesus can make you whole. Then trust him. Take back your royalty. Take back your authority and power. And trust in him. Trust in him by releasing the issues and reviving that little girl by letting it go. And let God be in control of your life. Talking about the queen I am. Talking about the queen I am. Talking about the queen I am. Talking about the queen I am.